2: And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: I'm R.J. Bell with the sports betting headlines for Friday. Patriots dominate, and maybe dominate is not a strong enough word. And it was amazing the amount of money coming in on Philadelphia before the game. It was a curious amount. It was like, they have to know something. No, they knew nothing. Again, Patriots dominate. I think this could affect their odds. Preseason typically doesn't. I think this one could. Biggest game of the weekend, not tonight, but the weekend, Bears and Bills. Bears are favored by four and a half in that game. And the headline? Is Trubisky somehow is an underdog again tonight on ESPN? Kansas City playing their starters longer than Arizona. Kansas City favored by three and a half. Here comes a four-hour The Vegas Truth covering all that and more.
3: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is straight out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas. Your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted I the future. I the future. from the Vegas Strip. Here's R.J. Bell.
4: You heard it. I'm R.J. Live in Las Vegas. Live on a Friday. Live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. A.J. Hoffman joins. He's got a UFC best bet coming up. Don't make it a pizza bet fading against Belichick. I'll tell you that much. Woo, dog. You know, it's one of those things if you, you bet a little bit. last You know, it's like in the movie Casino. They said when the big gambler uh, won a lot and they were trying to leave and get away with the win is they'd sit there playing, like a quarter of their typical bat waiting for the plane to get fixed. But every time they won, it made them mad. You would think winning would make you happy. But when you're a gambler and you were betting less for some reason and you win, you're mad. And if you lose, you're happy. (laughs) That is screwed up, but it really is the way it is. So I'm happy to lose a pizza bet as opposed to, you know, obviously losing a full bet. But it was a domination, and we're going to get to it. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. We're the pros. He's the Joe in L.A., Jonas Knox.
5: Always good to be here, RJ, on a day in which we have got a bunch of NFL preseason games over the weekend and two coming up later on tonight. What is the Vegas lead here on this Friday?
4: Let me ask you, though, you bet, is if you are betting less for some reason, and you lose or you win. Do you have those same emotions uh, as in, like, when you win, you're kind of mad? You didn't have your typical bet down?
5: No, because I, I look at it as if I would have laid more money down, I would have lost.
4: <laughs> like for whatever,
5: that's just how I rationalize everything in my
4: mind. You know what's funny? For someone that's had so much success, now, are you like this in the other parts of your life or just the gambling? Yeah, I just assume the worst.
5: I just assume if something's going to happen, it's going to be a horrible thing that's going to
6: happen. What are you, Charlie Brown? It's just, it's just the way, I, how I've always <laughs>
5: well, looked at but,
6: things.
4: But hold on a second. Charlie Brown's the opposite, right? Because he keeps believing that Lucy's not going to move the football. Yeah. <laughs> Right? Jonas is like, I, I know so. he, I know she's going to move it. And in fact, I won't even try to kick it because of that. Maybe he's like, I,
6: Eeyore. Maybe Eeyore is the proper uh, I, the proper I, matchup. I, my
5: my mind works like this. If I run a red light, I don't think, well, I could get in an accident. I think, well, not only will I get in an accident, but my arch enemy will win the lottery at that same exact <laughs>
4: moment. That's just how <laughs> I am. I don't. AJ, how would you say you are it, it, specifically if you win a bat that for some reason that was no fault of yours, but you were forced or whatever the case is where the limits were too low that you couldn't get your full bet in. How do you respond to that?
6: You're angry. And I think that's – I mean, every better says, oh, I sh- when you win, oh, I should have bet more. Well, I mean, that's just that's – that's always the, the deal. If, if, if it wins, you should have bet more. In fact, I said to McKenzie this morning, I said, if RJ would have been in studio, I would have pushed the button on him betting on the, uh, the Eagles last night. And it's really easy to say that once you're you know because you I didn't do it so of course I say oh I wish I would have done it I just think that's well, you, the mentality you realize that everyone if has. you
4: had done that the score would have been totally different I know it would have <laughs> I mean because I honestly don't think the, that that it's possible that I could get beat by that bad against you so like I I really don't think in my mind I don't know how it would have affected it but I think it would have We are straight out of Vegas, but the Vegas lead will be that Patriots win because we can say it's a preseason game, but I think it's almost a perfect storm that this result, I think, is going to affect regular season odds more than any preseason game I think I can remember.
5: Yeah, and it was the uh, kickoff to the week two of preseason last night. RJ in Philadelphia and Jalen Hurts, the starting quarterback for the Eagles, was a late scratch with some sort of a stomach bug, they said. Thus, Joe Flacco got the start, and it did not go well for Philly. 35 to nothing, the final, all New England last night.
4: So, obviously, the Patriots winning and dominating wouldn't have probably changed with Hurts, meaning he could have scored a touchdown or two, but like, okay. Now, you can say those early touchdowns would have affected things later. I don't know, probably not. But the weird thing is, it's almost like whoever had the steam information just made a mistake on which team to bet. because if if it had been if it had been all Patriots' money, and to recap yesterday is the line moved yesterday, before the game, you know, going into the early, early mornings you know, so whatever, what, uh, like eight, uh, let's think about this, uh, like 12 hours or so, maybe a little bit more of movement. It moved from uh, Patriots at two and a half to the Eagles at one and a half. That's right, Mackenzie, right? Yeah, it had
3: been leaking about 16 hours before from minus two and a half to minus one to et cetera.
4: Yeah, so over, you know, what I said in a couple more hours is... Over 16 hours, it moved from one team being the clear favorite to the other team being the clear favorite. Now we were speculating this has to be big. That's a major move. It's a, I mean, this is like literally a quarterback that ha, that you would think, and this is regular season now, a quarterback that's going to play the whole game, and it would have to be like, you know, like the 10th best quarterback in the league is, you know, it's based on the backup is is worth about. You know, four points, five points. So it's like, that's major. What in a preseason game could even be worth that much? Even the quarterback wouldn't be because they're only going to play a portion of the game. But it would have been like we all would have said, uh-huh, I told you so when the Hurts news came out. And we would have been talking about Vegas just knows, man. The betters just know. It's the opposite. Like the idea that the team that got steamed – their quarterback's the one that didn't play. It, it really is a screwy thing. And AJ, you've been following gambling for decades. Have you ever seen anything quite like that?
6: No, I didn't. And and imagine if that happened in the regular season. I mean, we would be we'd be freaking out. But there was nothing really that that changed publicly anyway that, that would be an indicator for why the line would move like that.
4: Which presupposes there's something that wasn't known. And in this case, if it wasn't known, you know, Hurts, it was the, to, to the opposite of the move. So not only wasn't there that kind of news that moved the line, but there was news that could have been known. Because if Hurts had a st- upset stomach, it didn't happen in the last hour before the game. Right. I'm guessing at least three, four hours before they had an you know, ID he was. You know, well, he
3: was out in warm-ups in the B- – Yeah, but that,
4: but, but yeah. him being out in warm-ups says that he thought it was possible he could go. It didn't mean he didn't start feeling bad act after warm-ups. True. Right? So, uh, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know for sure, but it, it, it feels like in gen- – I mean, uh, how do – I mean, I don't even know how you would get, a like, a stomach upset uh, that would come on, like – Instant. I mean, like, usually that's something where you're like, oh, man, I don't know. And then, like, a half hour later, say, man, my stomach. Like, isn't that more common to you, Jonas?
5: Yeah, I, uh, I think it's a little bit suspect because they showed him out in pregame warm-ups. He's, you know, jumping up around, celebrating, dancing. Everything's good to go. And then it was... I mean, I, I want to say it was less than a half hour. It was after we were off the air yesterday for sure, but I want to say it was less than a half hour before kickoff. They just announced that he was a scratch, that that, that was it. And I think the line then jumped back up to, to New England minus one, if I'm not mistaken. I, I think I checked and, and it jumped back up then. So I don't, I can't recall, and you guys know better than me, seeing that much crazy up and down movement on a preseason game in a long time. Like there's just
4: something seems yeah. off about it. It. So McKenzie, what was the exact movement post Hertz announcement?
3: From minus one and a half, the Eagles' favorite to minus one at ninety percent of books. There was some pickums out there that I see. So, so the minus
4: one was still the Eagles' favorite.
5: Yes. Okay. So, so I, I read that wrong. That I thought it was New England who was the one-point favorite.
4: So now that but see, that's interesting to me. The idea that Hertz was worth a half a point, and it kind of makes sense, right? How much better is than Flacco. Now the question is, well, is is Flacco going to play, you know, going into the game, would Flacco play, you know, much more than he was planning on playing before, you know? And that would have been uncertain, right? Because in theory, if if Flacco was going to play the whole game, you almost would say, is that, you know, I don't know, in the preseason, that might be just fine. So the market kind of yawned at that. And which kind of makes the case what could have been the announcement that would have justified all the Philadelphia move. Because, Jonas, you're saying I haven't seen something like this in the preseason. I'm saying the preseason's almost the only time you could see something like this other than a, a, the quarterback being out. Meaning, I, I mean, lines that are moving in one day, you know, in, in 16 hours. From minus two and a half to minus one and a half the other way, ah, I mean that's about the outer limits of any NFL move you're going to see during the week. So like the whole week, if it's not an injury, yeah, like
5: any 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 like reason that I can think of that. The line would move, it would all be, it would have already moved by the time we had gotten to yesterday anyway. So it's that window of time that doesn't make sense because mm-hmm. the, these teams met up in joint practices. Well, you would think Belichick having another opportunity to see these guys over and over again, that would favor Belichick in a game plan heading into the into a preseason game. Uh-huh. But we already knew that going into it. So why did the line jump to Philadelphia? Well, Devontae Smith was announced that he was going to play their, their first round draft pick. Yeah, but he's a rookie wide receiver. Why would that factor into it? Like, I, I can't think of one single reason why there would be that much movement or that much confidence in Philadelphia an hour before kick. I which is it.
4: why to and, and AJ next is which is why to me, it just felt like it had to be some secret and. Again, that sounds crazy, but it's like the other times I've said this line isn't right, there's so, it's every time there's been an announcement after that we found out there was something that was influencing the line we didn't know about at the time, and it's like this one, I got to tell you, and the only reason I would say only in the preseason is if you have one coach deciding in favor of playing their players a lot more than you would have thought, and the other coach going the other way, yeah, you're going to see that kind of movement, but that's on information. You know why? It happens really fast. This There was no public inform, information, and I don't really understand what it could. It, it couldn't have been the Eagles, the, the preseason handicappers for the biggest syndicates just love the Eagles so much that they just were just saying, give us an open order. Give us all you can bet. And if it was just that— how funny is it that they lost so bad? I mean, it's like if, the only thing that makes any sense was it was just an opinion on the game. And it's like, and they were so wrong. They were as wrong. They were almost as wrong as people would bet Green Bay over Houston last week. It was almost that bad. <laughs> AJ, speaking of that, what were you going to say?
6: I, I don't remember that Green Bay-Houston game. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's ages ago now.
4: <laughs> Did you have anything else?
6: No, that's oh, that's I thought, it, man. I, I
4: thought you were gonna try. You were trying to jump in, like impatiently.
6: No, but no, what? that's not the case. I, I just feel, and you know, McKinsey asked, like, if losing your starter affects a team's motivation. But you mentioned during the pre-show, these guys are ready to like Everybody wants to play. So if somebody's out, it's not like there's not motivation for the next guy up.
4: Yeah, the guy who's trying to make the team's not worried that Hurts isn't there. Right. Right. I mean, so yeah, I think in the preseason. There's really nothing that's going to affect the motivation of the players playing for their job, and almost everyone was playing for their job. And, and, and this is the other point. It was known coming in the game, if I'm not mistaken, Jonas, and you're going to be the best one for this, I think, that – the. That the Patriots were going to play their starters yep. more. Yep. So why in the world would the game be pick them to start with?
5: It, it it like if you would have told me, Philly's playing their starters against the Patriots twos. Okay, I get it. That now now, now it starts to. It's the complete opposite, and yet the line moved in the complete opposite way. And, and, the, I, com- I don't and the complete
4: opposite was known though during the time yes. of the line move.
5: I, I, it, it is the, the whole thing is bizarre. I I don't. I, it doesn't make any sense to me.
4: And I'll tell you this, I'm going to break out some old offshore contacts, you know, guys that are bookies off there and really just send a few emails out over the weekend just to see if I can get any feel for this. Because this would be I would say in the show's three years, there's probably been five times that we've been flabbergasted like this makes no sense. And this is one of them. And it's fascinating. So let's take our first break. Now, in the second segment, we're going to be talking about what a normal show would talk about, but not exactly, <laughs> which is how did so and so look?
5: He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports
3: Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
1: tire ratings and consumer
0: reviews and be sure to check out all their current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com slash sports tirerack.com. the way tire buying should be i disagree with intervention i disagree with protocol
4: I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas.
5: And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will continue to take a look back at last night's dominant preseason performance by the New England Patriots.
4: Yeah, and one that I believe, and we're seeing it manifest, affecting odds. Preseason game affecting regular season odds rarely happens. But this might have been the perfect storm. This is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences doubled in the last year plus. That's because of you supporting the show. We so appreciate it. And we're going to reciprocate producing entertaining shows and also profitable. That's the goal. At least it's one of the goals. There's a myriad of goals. It just matters what each day, well, the one it sounds like the one to throw out there or two. They usually, though, contrast with each other. That's what you should notice. (laughs) You can listen to us over the weekends, and I think the time over the weekends, it's ideal for the podcast to catch up. Podcasts are great throughout the whole week, but over the weekend, maybe your regular shows aren't on, and you get a chance to catch up on a few straight out of Vegas. Just search for that on your favorite pod player. Here in Vegas, on the Strip, Mackenzie, what do we got as the weather? I was so busy during the break, I didn't get it. What was it?
3: 95 degrees, the neon is pulsing,
4: RJ. You ever notice, Jonas, that most people that... Like Brad back in the day when he would do the weather, he did the he did the temperature and understood that I was the one that gave the neon. But but Mackenzie doesn't even took didn't take a breath. He just sped through it because he wanted to say that so badly. So I accept that McKenzie, but everyone noticed.
5: He's got a flair for the dramatic. That's, yeah, that's Mackenzie. Uh, RJ. So we've been talking about the preseason game last night between the Patriots and the Eagles. It was a dominating performance despite the line move beforehand it was all new england 35 nothing the final
4: so why would this line affect regular season lines and odds aj let's start with just identifying one clear spot where it has already where the preseason lines have been impacted no no where where the uh, you were talking specifically about new england and miami uh-
6: yeah, the minus three now. It was up to it was two and a half now, minus three on New England. And the the Patriots, Bill Belichick historically, just dominates young quarterbacks and to a not a rookie, but certainly not he doesn't have a full year of experience under his belt. I, I think that the, the Patriots are primed to dominate the Dolphins week one. But here's the
4: question. Whenever I hear a reason for a line move and it's a reason that hasn't changed anywhere near the line move, it means it's probably not that that's driving the line move. No, no.
6: I think what's driving the line movement is both Patriots quarterbacks in both games have played better than expected. I I think most people thought that it would be a – I
4: disagree with this too. Oh, do you? I I think it has nothing to do with it. It has to do with the fact that this was a standalone game – on national or or you know the only game anyone that cared about the NFL was watching and or at minimum seeing the score scroll by and in a weird way that can be a more potent experience like, imagine you're not watching that game for whatever reason. You may be watching another game or you're at dinner or whatever. And every time you glance, it's another seven points up. Seven, nothing. 14, nothing. 21, 24. You know, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, and It's like, wow. It, it, it's unrelenting. It's like all Patriots. Now, watching the game, there's going to be some plays that go the Eagles way. So, it's in a weird way, it's almost more of a whitewash. And it's Belichick. Who is everyone, Barney at the bar, can say, Oh, he's mad about Brady. Do you see how much money they spent? Almost like Belichick decided to spend his, like, sold the house on Nantucket. You know, it's like, they don't think, it's like it's personal. Belichick's mad, and they're just going to bulldoze. And to me, it, it doesn't feel super rational. It feels like that if this game were 35 to 10, it, it would have been, in, in my opinion, much less, if any, move. It was the pure domination, the zero, and it fits into the Belichickian narrative of this is his year, almost like in a movie, that he's going to go and get his revenge. It's like the revenge of Bill Belichick. And look at it, even in preseason, he's doing it. That's affecting bettors like Jonas, I think. Jonas? <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Uh, I mean,
5: I also wonder, and now we're talking just specifically when it comes to the game against Miami, correct? As far uh, as...
4: Well, I, I personally think that you're going to see leaking up, and, and again, Monday by Monday it should have happened is I think you'll see a little tick on the Super Bowl odds. I think you're going to see a tick on the season win. And when I say a tick, I mean just a little movement. But this, to me, is it feels – you could almost make the case that week one wouldn't necessarily be the time to take advantage of the Patriots. You know, let's say you assume the 35 nothing means something big. So maybe there is something else about that game. We'll see by Monday because if nothing else is moved – then make, then then AJ's more right that it's some other factor. But my gut feeling is we're going to see a lot of things move a little bit. But go ahead, Jones.
5: I mean, is there skepticism on Tua? Because he, he didn't look all that hot last week against Chicago. I mean, he played, you know, obviously he didn't play much. But I, I just wonder if there's also just some growing, you know, concern about whether or not he's the guy there. And maybe that's why the Patriots are starting to get a little more
6: love.
4: I think there certainly is growing concern. I heard Ian Rappaport on um, – oh, God, I should know this dude's name. The dude from the NFL Network that talks real low real, – um,
5: Rich Eisen? Yes, yes, yeah. yes.
4: Is uh, Yeah, he's the guy that does the 40 every year, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it was on that show, and, and Ian Rappaport was trying to be positive about Tua – You know, it was kind of shilly in a way, but it was like even the positive couldn't be positive. It was like, yeah, they kind of know that, you know, he's not going to be a top-10 quarterback probably ever, but, you know, know, things go well. He could be average. Like, literally, literally that's what he said as a positive about Tua. So, at least from what I'm feeling and hearing, whatever the opinion was of Tua entering camp – that opinion has not improved. AJ, I mean, AJ, have you seen anything?
6: No, there's nothing that tells me that. And, and Tua 0-1 straight up and against a spread uh, against the Pats last year. And like I said earlier, Bill Belichick, his reputation against young quarterbacks, the numbers on that, 80% straight up against first- or second-year quarterbacks, 66% against a spread in his career against first- and second-year quarterbacks.
4: So the catch-22 here is, if it's that, why does it move right after the game when that's been the case forever? But on the other hand, you know, if it ends up being just this game, maybe it was one of those things. A couple of people were sitting on the couch watching the game and saying, you know what? If I'm ever going to bet this, uh, I've been thinking about betting this game. Maybe now is the time because some squares are good. You know, what can happen sometimes is people think the squares are going to react to something the pros do. And they bet something they, they were intending to bet early to, to beat the squares. Maybe that was the case here, because it wouldn't take too many bets to move that line, even though it's up to three, these early lines. Though week one has a bigger market, actually. So to move week one is a pretty big move up to three. I wonder,
5: could this just be a – because Cam Newton looked good last night. I mean, and and the offense looked pretty – and that could just be they were playing Philadelphia and Philadelphia didn't have a lot of their ones in. Whatever the case may be, Cam Newton looked good. And and I've been thinking about this over the past couple of days. Who's got a better quarterback situation? If all things are equal between New England and Miami, who's got a better quarterback situation? And I think it's New England by a mile. I agree. and, and, and to, to say that after you know you, you draft a guy top five overall with Justin Herbert sitting there, I just wonder if they're starting to, like I said, be real concern and skepticism about whether or not two is the guy there and, and, and what the plan is or if this is going to be a lost season.
4: You could make the case that signing Howard or, or placating him contractually, financially, the cornerback for Miami – when they stood tall against him for an extended period of time, you know, where they were not bucking is maybe a clue that Miami's like, yeah, we better shore up this defense. Right. I mean, it, it kind of feels connected to that to me, AJ, just real quick. Does, does that resonate with you?
6: Yeah, that we have to listen. Tua's is not the guy who's going to get this done on his own. We need to build this team around him. I think that's that's sort of been the plan all along. They they knew that they had a pretty solid team, and and that's when last year before all the Deshaun stuff broke out, everyone was saying the Dolphins are a quarterback away from really taking off and being a force, and they were one of the, the leaders in the the Deshaun Watson trade talks. I think all along they've known they've got this team and the only way for them to, to really take the next step is to be great everywhere and get a quarterback. But right now that's not an option. You've got what they've got in Tua. Well, You've ex- got to be great everywhere to, to compete. it was an option
4: when they had the third pick in the draft.
6: It was. But right? they, then, they're, then they've got to bail on the fifth pick a year before. But do
4: they? Because is, is Cam Newton and, and Mac Jones having a quarterback competition? Like, they are. They, well, you don't think they are? No, I'm saying they are. Oh, okay. So my question is that if – wouldn't it feel kind of like you could make the case that Fitzpatrick and Tua from the prior year, but Tua becomes the senior guy, and obviously whoever they take third, if they would have kept the pick, is the young guy. And then the theory is, okay, you can go back and forth with them, and after at least that year, you're going to know on Tua – Right? So let's say you know he's not going to be all that good, but he could be serviceable. you probably trade him for a late first-rounder at that point. And, yeah, you took a little loss on it, but it wasn't that bad. But if Tua emerges – well, the guy they took a three, whoever that was, is now super. He's as valuable that next at that point as any time, right? Because he, it's not like he, there's any dirt on him. It's not like he played bad. It's like he just got beat out by Tua, who emerged because it was tank for Tua. Okay. So, to me, Arizona, what they did, though they obviously moved off Rosen totally, the idea is saying we don't, we're not sure we have our quarterback, so we're taking another one. That, to me, was a brilliant move. And when you see teams like the Rams, you know, like getting off a guy on his second contract that took you to a Super Bowl not that long before – and, oh, by the way, Jimmy G took you to a Super Bowl not that long before – and getting rid of him is saying elite, whatever it takes, we got to get an elite quarterback in here. Why didn't Miami do that same approach, Jonas? do You agree with yeah, me? It was a I, curious decision. It's
5: curious, and and I also think what's curious is it's it is, and it's pretty obvious that there's that Brian Flores is not crazy about Tua, but the front office is, and 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 the evidence would point to the fact that last year. They made the decision out of nowhere to sit Ryan Tan or Ryan Fitzpatrick and put in Tua, and Ryan Fitzpatrick was completely blindsided by it. He didn't he didn't understand it. It didn't make any sense. That was during and- the bye week, right? Yeah, yeah, and that was during the regular season. And then all of a sudden, Tua gets in there and he's trailing late on the road, and Brian Flores pulls him from the game and puts Fitzpatrick in. And then he does it again later against the Raiders. And then he was gonna do it again week seventeen, but Fitzpatrick was under uh, COVID. Uh, protocol so he wasn't he wasn't in the game so they had to ride two of the entire game I think the organization told them before the draft if it was Brian Flores making the call I think he drafts a quarterback I think the organization said listen we invested pretty highly in this guy we need to give him at least another year because uh, I, everything pointed to me last year Flores had zero confidence in him but that the organization wants this to work that
4: was the best Uh, That makes perfect sense to me because – and I'm going to get A.J.'s thoughts on this next. But to me, you never see the amount of pooling of a starter. I mean, back in the old days maybe, right, Terry Bradshaw got benched literally the year they won the Super Bowl. It was his fourth or fifth year in 74. He got benched, uh, like, for games at a time. And it's just you don't see that anymore. Everyone's so worried about the fragile, you know, mindset of these quarterbacks – But Tua just was getting yanked left and right. Michael Lombardi, friend of the show, said, you know why that is? Because before the game, the coach can say or the owner can say, start this guy. And the coach has to do it pretty much. But during the game, no owner is going to go to bat saying, I'm going to dictate you can't take him out. Because now that gets out publicly and the owner looks horrible. So when it was when it was the head coach getting to make the call in understanding every time he pulled Tua was probably a demerit in the owner's mind and he knew it, but he still pulled him. So how much doesn't he like Tua if you know you're going to make your boss mad and you still do it because you think he's hurting your chance of winning that much? AJ, thoughts?
6: Well, my thoughts are that it's a a very valid point. And when you think about an owner's investment, a lot of it's in who the star is. And Tua was supposed to be a big star in this league. When he was in college, he was a big star. I'm sure the Jags owner really wishes Tim Tebow would have made his football team because financially it's good to have stars of that magnitude. So the Dolphins owner wished, probably still wishes, that Tua will turn into a star I think the coach is just saying listen this is not the guy you thought you were drafting this is not
4: him but it, what's fascinating is you so rarely see an owner get involved at this level it, assuming this is the case again I don't know if we have you know impeccable reporting on this this is the speculation from everybody yeah. so we'll continue speculating understanding it is that but like this is a level of interference That literally, like, will make good coaches flee a situation. When Belichick talks about why New England was able to win, you know, why his with him at New England, and obviously Brady's on that list, but it was Kraft keeping his beak out of things. And no great football mind wants an owner who cannot have a great football mind because he didn't spend his life on it. Dictating things. I mean, and think about the teams that do well—the Roonies. and you go. It, it, Cowboys haven't been in the Super Bowl for 25 years. And to me, if this is true, you got to wonder if, if Flores is, is heading out as soon as he can because he would have what five or six coaches would be preferred over. I mean, if the, the, we were drafting coaches, where does he go, Jonas? I mean, he's fifth or sixth.
5: Yeah, he's a top 10 guy. They're very high on him and, and just his approach to the game and how he builds teams and, and gets locker rooms to unite. They're, they're pretty high on him. Yeah.
4: Real quick, AJ, where do you rank Flores one to 32?
6: Boy, it's so early to know. I, I mean, he, to me, I, he's got an up arrow. I like him. I, I don't know exactly where I'd rank him. I, I guess off the top of my head, I'd say probably top 15. Wow. So you think he may be like an average coach? Uh, I, th- I think he's an above-average coach, but
4: not, like, way above average. Yeah, see, I would say, but even Jonas's top 10, I think is, is a little pessimistic compared to the, you know, kind of the insider, you know, whispers. Is everyone that I listen to or talk to that has those kind of contacts, it seems like they're saying a lot how much he's beloved. Like, this is the one Belichick – that uh, a disciple that is like might be the real the real deal whereas
6: yeah and he might be but right now he's he's in two years he's an under 500 coach
3: i mean at some point you've you've got to prove it are you listen i i can't even respond to that be sure to catch live editions of straight out of vegas weekdays at 6 p.m eastern 3 p.m pacific
5: straight out of vegas here on fox sports radio i'm jonas knox voice of you the fan he's the voice of vegas rj bell
4: okay last break i'm gonna give you one thing to ponder And one tease for the last segment. Ponder this. If Vince Lombardi in his prime came back and could pick his staff from any coaches ever lived, could that staff have the Dolphins over 500 in the time (laughs) since (laughs) Torres was there? I don't think so, but I'll let you ponder. And we're going to have multiple best bets. I stick to what you know. They say we got AJ in the UFC. He's a, a true expert, and we're going to look at the two biggest football games, including tonight's big ESPN game.
5: He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted, and it's money making time next here on Fox
3: Sports Radio. Right out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com.
1: Go to TireRack.com slash sports to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special
0: offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
3: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss.
4: I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas.
5: And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. And R.J., we have a UFC event, a fight night, coming up tomorrow night from Las Vegas. And we have our UFC expert, A.J. Hoffman, with a best bet on the co-main event.
4: First, though, I got to say this. During the break, literally within like seven seconds after we you know, go went to commercial, we're screaming about... Flores, where he ranks, how crazy A.J. is. A.J. saying we're crazy. And literally, we stopped about four seconds before I said it, we're straight out of Vegas. It was just, <laughs> it was just a, six minutes of screaming. Uh, I found you know, out that R.J.'s top ten coaches are
6: all Belichick disciples. If you've talked to Bill Belichick or know him in any way, you're a genius, period. So End of discussion.
4: I know that when you're losing an argument, people tend to lie. Is <laughs> di- Name me a single Belichickian Coach Did you I've, not argue that, uh, about Joe Judge last week? Chan- is there any chance? What I argued? What that Joe Judge might be a good coach? That was the argument. Okay, <laughs> that's how I said. And, and does, has anyone said Joe Judge isn't a good coach?
6: Uh, he, no, I said. I said I don't know if Joe Judge is a good coach, and you acted like I was insane.
4: Well, listen. Here's the thing: we can all act like we don't know things until we've got five years, and you know what? With five years of data, you don't have any data really either. So it's like, because what's the difference between a good coach and a bad coach? They only affect what? How many? Jones, if you had to think, an average coach versus, forget Belichick because he's Belichick, versus Andy Reid. Is it maybe one game a year that Andy Reid's going to swing? And that's a lot, right? What would you say?
5: Yeah, um, and even then, Andy Reid's been criticized for some of his clock management, which is cost him games. Um, yeah, I would say one one to two games, I well, would
4: see, say. Well, see, here's the thing. One game is worth 35 points uh, statistically. So the idea, if Andy Reid was truly worth even one game, it means he'd have to be worth about two points per game, which would mean he's more valuable than any player in the NFL that's not a quarterback. So, like, I'm not even sure— Anyone but Belichick is that, and I, and I think Belichick is, but maybe not. So I guess my point is, in a five-year career, you're going to have about five games that are, uh, even if it's the coaches were two points a game, that's going to be swung because of them. So I don't know, and it's certainly not going to be they're going to win the Super Bowl. because. So to me, people that think when they got five years of data, they really have data, uh, it's an interesting debate, but we're taking, A.J., Stick to what you know, USC, baby.
6: (laughs) Yeah, co-main event is Clay Guida and Mark Madsen. I'm going to go with Mark Madsen by decision at plus 120. Clay Guida usually has the wrestling edge in his fights, but he won't in this one. Uh, He's going up against an Olympic silver medalist in Madsen, and he is a one-trick pony, much like Ronda Rousey. Everyone knows what's coming, but stopping it is not that easy. And and Guida has the cardio to last a little while, even at age 39. But if Madsen starts to fade late, as a lot of Guida opponents do when he keeps that cardio going. Guida just doesn't have, he doesn't do enough damage to get a finish. So I expect him to be chasing uh, in the later rounds and not being able to catch up. Handy decision by Mark Madsen. Plus 120 is the number.
4: And you notice, Jonas, I'm not going to say anything about it because I'm not an expert. <laughs>
5: uh, so we move on then to the NFL where you are an expert, RJ. And we've got a couple of games kicking off here uh, in a little over an hour from now. First and foremost, we've got the Chiefs and we've got the Arizona Cardinals on ESPN. And right now on pregame.com, it's Kansas City, a three and a half point favorite.
4: So, um, AJ. Take about 30 seconds with this only, but the line movement to you was very interesting and the first half, second half splits.
6: Well, Wednesday it was announced that the Chiefs were playing their starters for a half and the line just sat there at minus two. And then today... It moves to four. I'm not sure what caused it. I was scared of it because I just thought it was too obvious. Now it moves to three and a half, pardon, and, and I'm kicking myself. The first half line is four more than the game line, which really only happens in week 17 and situations like this in the preseason.
4: So it is fascinating to think you have to lay more for the first half than for the game, which means Kansas City, favored as much as they are, are underdogs in the second half. The market is smart, but there is one last thing. On things like preseason games they don't always move when the information comes out sometimes it takes a day or two so if you can move not quick but kind of quick you can be pretty good if you missed
5: any of today's show, including a straight out of Vegas investigation on what happened in the Patriots Eagles line from Thursday night, you can check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. Just search for Straight Out of Vegas. We are back on Monday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. And as always, you can check out the show on the iHeart Radio app.
0: Straight out of Vegas!
5: For the ones who get it done.
1: I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters.